0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Clutch Time. I have a guest with me today. Uh, lucky to have a guest with me. I haven't had one for a while. Um, another edition of Transaction Talk, a fantasy basketball international presentation. I'm Adam King, your host at Adam King91 on Twitter, is where you can find me and all of our content uh, and leagues, which are up and running, going nice and strong now over at fbibasketball.com. Uh, So yes, as I said, Beto, welcome back. It's been a little while. Uh, I don't know how long. It's been a few weeks, I think.
1: Yeah, it certainly has been uh, a couple of weeks, mate. Uh, Maybe even a month since I've jumped on one of these. But uh, I've been enjoying your podcasts in my absence, uh, listening to them religiously and uh, been enjoying that content, mate.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's been good. It's work's been pretty hectic, uh, and and life's been hectic as it has for you. I know <laughs> you've got more excuses than me, um, but no, it, it, it's good trying to get some regular shows going now. Obviously, with uh, with a bit of consistency in the season, so we're going to, as I said, we'll talk about some streaming options. We'll talk about some ads and drops you've given me a few names that you like uh as some long-term sort of guys so maybe more more sort of stashy kind of guys but they they are doing i mean i've looked at the list obviously and and they are putting up value in their own right but um probably guys you're looking at uh being more productive moving forward rather than right now perhaps but anyway we'll, we'll chat about those guys let's bring on my uh fancy fancy templates here um so yeah we did a, on on sunday when i did a show i did more uh, sort of your streaming guys specifically for uh for sunday night being the close of the week now that we're uh tuesday wednesday in the middle of the week i thought we'd look at some streaming options based on categorical need or statistical need so starting with points um you've Maybe seen the list, but not really. So it'll be good to, to see if you agree with me or think I'm way off track here, which, which I could be. Um, but looking at a few names for players you could stream in if you need points uh, this week. Um, top of the list, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll run through it fairly quickly and then we'll, ch- we'll chat about them. And, and there will be obviously, I, I've grouped some of these categories together. So we've got points and three pointers will come up together. And there are going to be some double-ups because you've got guys that you can stream for threes, endpoints. Um, first name on the list, Alec Burks uh, with Cade Cunningham. Well, we don't know how long he's out for, but um, could be the season. We, we're still waiting on confirmation of, of whether he's going to get uh, get that surgery. But uh, Alec Burks, what do you think about him? I mean, he's a guy that we've streamed in probably for the last five years for this reason do you think that he's worthwhile uh, just picking up now to see what he can do
1: uh, yes I he's kind of been a uh, not a favorite of mine but he's provided me with sneaky value across a lot of different league types yeah for the last several years uh, particularly kind of upon his exit from Utah um, I traded for him in uh, in one dynasty league um, a couple of seasons ago and i swear to god he uh helped me win the championship uh in that league by just a few points um so yeah i kind of i rate alec burks that i guess the worry with him it's not that i don't think that he can do it it's just more you know like what is dwayne casey doing over there at detroit so i mean what from what i hear on the grapevine i think kate is going to be afflicted with like a longer term injury um, seems like, um, you know, the, 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 shin injury that he has comparing it to a few of the, um, other players that have had similar injuries, it's kind of like, a you know, like can be like a four month plus timeline for return. So there is going to be more minutes there for, for a lot of those guys in um, Detroit, whether Alec picks up those minutes or not. Um, you know, you, you have to question it. But then, if I just look around at the the talent in uh, in, in uh, Detroit, it's very much um, younger guys, right? So if Dwayne Casey wants to say, "All right, we're tanking for Wemby, uh, I'm going to give these guys as much experience as they can handle," then Alex probably not going to get more than like you know twenty minutes a night. He can provide some stats, but probably not someone to pick up. But if, in my opinion, is more likely the case. Um, you know, they do what they can to win as many games as possible. Um, and yeah, that, that's kind of like Dwayne Casey's MO, then yeah, Alec could end up playing a lot more than that, in which case he'd definitely be a pickup. So I'd be willing to take the risk on him.
0: Yeah, I'm much the same. And look, honestly, as long as it's not Corey Joseph, I couldn't care less. Um, mm. So yeah, look, grab him and just see what happened. We, we know he can score in bunches. So yeah. Um, yeah, worth, worth taking a bit of a risk on. Uh, Austin Reeves is the next guy for the Lakers. Uh, obviously, the return of LeBron is going to impact this, uh, as well as the sort of the, I guess, the increased role for, for Dennis Schroeder uh, and Thomas Bryant to a lesser degree. But Reeves has been playing pretty well the last three to four games. I have no idea what he's doing today because I'm not watching today's game, obviously, because we're doing this show. Um, so I don't know what he's doing today, but he's been... He's been decent. I added him earlier in the league for streaming purposes and he did absolutely nothing, so I dropped him straight away. Um, I'm I'm not as high on him just because, I, I don't know, we, we haven't seen him do it before, whereas someone like Burks we have. So, yeah, Reeves I'm not as high on but could still be worth a look. What, what are your thoughts on him?
1: Yeah, I tend to agree with you uh, with part of what you said there. Um, I just don't think he's that good of a player just yet like he's a good player obviously but he's not really an nba caliber player he's only getting run because the lakers are so ridiculously short-handed um to your point if lebron comes back it takes away all his value uh and i think um if you're looking at it more of it with a long-term view um i can't see the lakers not picking up other contributors between now um, and the end of the season i think there'll be potentially trades before the trade deadline. And certainly they'll be active on the buyout market and uh, anyone coming in is just gonna push push Austin out. So, um, you know, my philosophy with, even with short-term ads, uh, if it's kind of a tiebreaker between two guys, let's say, um, you know, uh, a Corey Kispert and an Austin Reeves, for instance, two guys on this list, I'm going with the guy that I think has more long-term potential because if they start firing um, and they could just. Basically, if they've got a chance to sustain their production, uh, that's more attractive to me. So I think Austin, yeah, situationally, he might get, uh, you know, have a few decent games. Uh, but I like I like uh, another Laker on this list much more.
0: Yeah, and, and having a look at the – just pulled up the box score for today um... – uh, Austin Reeves closing in on halftime has uh, nine points in 14 minutes and the other guy who we might as well jump to even though he's further down the list is Lonnie Walker I'm assuming. Um, I think he's the only other Laker on the list. Uh, he has 13 points in 15 minutes but in, in Lonnie Walker fashion he has zero other stats. No rebounds, no assists, no steals, no blocks. One three-pointer. So really your prototypical points streamer and um, And, yes, I would prefer Lonnie Walker as well, but I can also see his role being sort of minimised a little bit uh, as these other guys get healthy. Um, I don't know whether you think differently in terms of his long-term value.
1: I think Lonnie is basically Malik Monk from last year. Um, He's the the guy with some athleticism, the one non-vet that they bring in on a kind of... You know the guy with a not the best reputation who's probably better than he's been playing on the on the team he was at previously um and i just think with his athleticism um he'll i think he'll be given as many minutes as he can handle regardless of who else they bring in um so i've actually had lonnie on a bunch of my teams for the last uh for about three three four weeks now um It was very tough to hold on to him last week with just two games, uh, but I didn't actually drop him anywhere. Uh, He was getting a bunch of steals and blocks, actually, throughout the first part of this season. Um, That's kind of dropped off and he's reverting back to his mean of getting zero steals and blocks. Um, But, uh, yeah, I have a lot more faith in him um, kind of maintaining a, a decent level of production than probably anyone else on this list except for uh, Malek Beasley, probably.
0: Yeah, look, I think a couple of these names we can probably go through reasonably quick. Eric Gordon, I don't think we really need to talk about him. I mean, you, you pick him up, you hope that he's that he has a good night, um, then he's probably going to be out for two games. He'll either get you four points on, like, one of 10 or he'll get you 20 points on eight of nine. or something. He, So very hit or miss. Um, Malik Beasley. I'd say the caveat
1: with uh, Eric Gordon is maybe you need points but just be careful that he doesn't kill your field goal percentage. Yeah, you know? yep. yeah, Because he could swing your field goal percentage dramatically.
0: Yeah, he could, yeah. Um, Malik Beasley, he's looked pretty good for the Jazz. Um, Conley's out for, I don't think it's a long period of time, but he's out for a while. Sexton started and, and basically did nothing yesterday. Beasley's been shooting the ball really well, so I think He's probably a guy you, you stream in and, and you might get a week or two weeks value out of him. Um, he'll cool off eventually, but we saw him do this with, uh, with the Wolves over the last couple of years. So we know that he can be a good producer. Um, any, any different thoughts on him? Um,
1: well, I think he was probably an underrated part of the Go Bear trade. Um, obviously, the focus was on all those draft picks. Uh, But I think the stat is that he was the league leader last season in threes attempted per game. And he's obviously shooting at, like, you know, 40-ish percent, which is a pretty decent clip. Um, So he's kind of found his role. uh, He's found, like, a steady role on this Jazz team. Uh, And I think as long as he stays there, he's um, going to give you standard league production, that's for sure. Uh, Of course, the only... Uh, concern with him, uh, although it's a diminishing concern, the better that the Jazz continue to do, is that he just gets traded off um, somewhere. Now, if that's somewhere like the Lakers, he probably just picks up where he's left off um, and continues on, along on his merry way and continues to provide value. Um, but if he gets traded to uh, another kind of deeper competing team, he might get kind of pushed more to, the, to that kind of bench role. Uh, But, yeah, of these players on this list, I think he would be uh, in my top two of guys to pick up and potentially hold.
0: Yeah, agreed there. Um, I mean, we'll keep moving through this list. We don't want to sort of dwell on names too long. I've got George Niang there, Corey Kispert and Harrison Barnes are my other three. Uh, Harrison Barnes, I I, I mean, I guess you can make a case. He's probably rostered in a lot of leagues. Already, and he has been better over the last week. So I can sort of see him as being a a long-term-ish guy, but um, not someone that I'm rostering, just because he's so inconsistent and he does very little else. Um, And then Niang and and Kispert. Uh, Kispert's an interesting one, given the Wizards are are without um, Monty Morris at the moment. So I think he's really a short-term guy. uh, And George Niang is... I mean, I guess with the Sixers, it's a bit hit or miss. You just throw a dart and hope that you grab someone who's hot. I don't know what he did tonight. Uh, I know they beat the Nets. Uh, I saw Yang someone had... saying at
1: one point that he was he was going off, but they might have been being sarcastic. I think Yang has value while Harden and uh, Maxi are out. Uh, he's not going to, you know, uh, he's not going to kind of win your matchup for you, but he you know, decent source of threes, maybe some points. Kispert, I think a younger guy, uh, haven't really seen him at um, his full potential yet. He's still developing. Uh, I think he could be a guy that um, keeps developing and improving this season, whereas I agree with you fully about Harry Barnes. He's just not exciting, might give you flashes of kind of like, you know, top 100 and then just uh, fly away, but, yeah, no upside there and... I'm only picking him up if I need him for a game, you know, if he's available on a a day when I need him.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. Niang uh, tonight had 16 points in 18 minutes. So that's what he's going to do. He'll just – he'll play 20 minutes off the bench. He'll get you three to four three-pointers, and and that's really it. Um, And I did just bring up as well – forgot he was even playing tonight – Alec Burks has 17 points in 17 minutes. So much the same, much the same. Uh, at least these guys that we're preaching as streaming guys are actually, uh, doing what we, what we're telling people they will do. So that's good. Uh, on three pointers, a few double ups here, as I said, Corey Kispert, I've got George Niang, <laughs> Austin Reeves, uh, Eric Gordon can all have value. Uh, but then added a, f- a few extra guys, Joe Harris. Again, I'm not really super excited. Um, by what he's done so far this uh, this season. Let me just have a look at what he did tonight. Uh, I don't recall hearing his name too much. He had three points on one of eight shootings. So, yeah, one of these guys, you could you can grab him, but Seth Curry's there as well. Paddy Mills could get hot at any time. So, not super appealing. Damien Lee uh, has stepped things up a little bit with Chris Paul out. Um and then i've got a couple of names down the bottom we can talk about them now but they are actually on your list to talk about a little bit later so we don't need to any other thoughts there before i go to the next uh, group of guys? Uh, yeah well just for
1: the for those listening along i think the two that we're referring to are aj griffin and yuta watanabe um to your point we'll we'll get to a little bit more analysis on them a little bit later but 100 percent both of those guys particularly uh watanabe Um, can be effectively streamed in for threes at the moment.
0: Yeah. All right. On to rebounds. A few familiar names here, guys, that always are really in this um, discussion for streaming purposes. Uh, First one is DeAndre Jordan, although he can probably go now. Um, I did this list this morning, and since then they announced that Jokic would play, and Jokic has played. And... DeAndre Jordan has 11 minutes. So let's move over DeAndre Jordan because you can't really stream him in now with Jokic back. Um, Nick Richards is the next guy, probably sort of in that same category as as Jalen Duran on this list, um, as sort of a luxury stash kind of guy who's not getting the minutes that we we would hope at the moment, but still putting up value uh, in rebounds and blocks. What are your thoughts on Nick Richards' At the moment, and, and sort of looking ahead,
1: uh, yeah, I quite like uh, Nick Richards um, as having more value uh, in uh, for the kind of on the over at the overall season level uh, than perhaps has been he's got that level of excitement for. Um, so I guess um, Hornets, you kind of got a bit of an odd situation where Mason Plumley thinks he's the centre of the team. You know, uh, Clifford's running plays through him and that kind of thing, but he's really just not contributing to winning basketball. I think he's like a minus 20 on the season or something like that. Whereas you contrast that with Nick Richards, uh, who can do a bit more like pick and roll and a bit more dynamic um, on the offensive boards and that kind of thing. He's actually, I think he's got a positive plus minus on the season. So he is actually kind of contributing to to winning basketball. And I think that kind of um, production tends to win out uh, in the long run. So, I mean, I would expect um, Plumlee's minutes to trend down across the season and for other guys to pick up the slack there. So, um, I mean, I'm personally hoping it's Mark Williams that picks up that that mantle, Uh, but it's not looking like that will be the case at the moment. Um, so Nick is the, the last man standing there. So yeah, I think he's perfectly fine to, to stream in for boards. He gives you a good field goal percentage as well. Uh, but not only that, I think he could kind of um, maintain a consistent productive role um, ongoing. So, you know, he, he not necessarily just a streamer.
0: And then obviously
1: if anything were to, were to happen to, to, to Mason Plumley. Uh, his value goes through the roof, so I mean that's also a kind of um, a good philosophy or a good thing to keep in mind when you're when you're picking up these streamers. Um, you know, what's the upside? Uh, you know, if something if something does happen to another player on the team.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, look, I I, I think that's that's bang on there. Um, I don't think we well, I mean, we know, we probably did expect Plumlee to play more minutes than he than he should have. Um, and I've added him in a few leagues and I'm just going to hold him until they realise that he shouldn't be out there and they start playing Nick Richards a bit more. Um, so really, yeah, I mean, if you want to throw him at the back end of your roster, I think Roto Leagues, he'd be really good in, in a Roto League where you can just sit him on your bench. Uh, yeah. I've got Harrison Barnes next. Again, very unappealing, but does get rebounds simply because he's on the court um, too much. Jalen Duran. Much like Nick Richards, he's a guy that can have some standalone value. Uh, Having a look at what he's done today, 4.6 rebounds in 19 minutes uh, with six minutes to go. So his production's been a little bit up and down. He's hovering around that sort of 20-minute, 22-minute range. Uh, It does, for whatever reason, look like they're going to keep sticking with Marvin Bagley at centre. Despite the fact that he looks terrible there, uh, so Duran's a guy again. I'm I haven't added him anywhere. I'm just monitoring his role um, to see if it if it increases at some point. Have you are you sort of in line with that thinking or? Uh,
1: yeah, I'm actually just I'm actually got him in some 12-team uh, leagues. Um, it's kind of what I was saying about with Nick Richards, but even more so for Duran, which is you just expect that as time passes, his role becomes bigger and bigger because he's a rookie. He was taken in the lottery. um, He's got so much, uh, I guess, like hype and respect from, um, from, you know, like uh, other uh, people that were, other scouts around the league. Um, There's always this tendency in the NBA to start rookies off with low minutes and then build them up. So I think, I think that he has scope to really expand his role and his minutes as we move forward. So if I'm looking at, say, uh, a pickup for for rebounds and it's between, um, you know, uh, Charles like or DeAndre Jordan or Charles Bassey and then Jalen Duran, I'm just going to take Duran because, you know, like if it's a difference between five rebounds and six rebounds, give me the guy that might, you know, that might actually have a big game and then maintain that role on the team moving forward versus the guy that's definitely not going to do that. So, um, yeah, I just think his upside is huge. And, um, yeah, if you're going to stream people in and there's kind of a line call, you take the guy that um, has more potential to be, to convert into a long-term ad.
0: Yeah, so I think you you touched on someone like Charles Bassey there. I've got him on this list, along with Zach Collins, who I think is returning tomorrow. Uh and I mean they're basically going to cancel each other out. Like I, I would take Duran over both of these guys just because of his of his role. Um Thomas Bryant's an interesting one. I've got him uh there on the list. He's he's looked pretty good since he got back. He's still obviously not back to I guess where he's going to be long term, um, he's really only playing sort of eighteen minutes a night, which probably isn't enough. Uh, and I, I'd probably even lean Duran over someone like him, despite the fact that he has shown what he can do. I just think Duran's long term path to minutes is is a lot clearer than someone like uh, Thomas Thomas Bryan. Are you sort of are you making any moves with Brian? Are you considering him or not really? I already
1: picked him up for today's game um, in one key league that I'm in, and uh, I'm a long-term holder of him in some dynasty leagues, um, only because of his minimum contract uh, at the moment. Uh, But I think he's perpetually underrated. So, you know, like the Lakers basically gave him away to the Wizards. Um, He kind of played well on the Wizards and then was injured. Um, He's kind of looked down on by some fantasy analysts and real-life basketball analysts but i find that he tends to crank out pretty reasonable production pretty consistently when he's healthy and then you know you couple that with the lakers um and they're pretty shallow um yeah. <laughs> AD to stay healthy um even when ad is healthy um tom bryant's kind of a perfect pairing for him because he can you know shoot shoot a few threes or whatever um, so yeah, I actually, I actually quite like Brian. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes the year twelve ten relevant. Honestly.
0: Yeah, look, he, he could. Um, it, it's it, as I said, he's only been back I think maybe three games, and so yeah, it is hard to get a good read on on where they view him. Um, and they are still playing Wenyan Gabriel for some reason. So yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. But um, as you said, he he's done it before. He's been productive. Um, he's a good shot blocker. He can hit threes. So, yeah, there, there is scope there for him to to uh, carve out a role. I'm probably not as certain as you, but let's see what happens. Uh, Kavon Looney's the last name on the list. Eh, pretty boring. I mean, <laughs> his, his role is assured just because the Warriors are so bad and don't have any other center options. So he is going to play minutes, um, and he'll get you pretty much bang on probably seven or eight rebounds a game. Um, He'll score efficiently. He might get you some defensive stats. There's basically zero upside, but if you just need to plug in a guy to get you close to double digit rebounds, he's, he's really a perfect target, I think.
1: Yeah. And then for me, that's kind of like the antithesis of my philosophy when it comes to streaming. It's like, give me the guy with some upside. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, uh not for me. But yeah, moving on to blocks. Um, should I run through the list?
0: You can run through the list, sure.
1: All right. So we got uh we got Darius Baisley, uh, Drew Eubanks, Jericho Sims, Nick Richards again, Jalen Duran, Jabail McGee, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, and Zach Collins. Uh on that list, who are the ones that entice you the most and why?
0: Um yeah, I mean, we've covered a few of these guys, so I won't sort of focus on them too much. Surprisingly, it's actually probably Darius Baisley. Um, and that that seems odd to me because he's probably the least... I don't know. If you look at a lot of these guys, if you look at Duran, if you look at McGee, uh, Jericho Sims, they're shot blockers. Like that, That's that's almost their, their calling card or their selling point is that they're really good shot blockers. I don't think you you really associate that with with Darius uh, Baisley. But he's been quietly... I mean, he's been injured. He's been out for a week, maybe two weeks. Um, But I'm just going to pull up his his stats because I I have got him in a league where all I need is is blocks uh, and steals from him.
1: Is Is that the league that I'm into?
0: Yeah, I think that's the maybe the five, the five by five league. So the, just the oh, five, right. category, five category league. Um, so on the season, I mean, his ranking is, is, is barely inside the top 200, but he's at 1.4 blocks, 0. 0.8 steals. And over his last, before he went down with injury, uh, he had three steals, two blocks, two steals, one block, one steal, one block, one steal, one block, one block, three blocks, one block, and he had three blocks in his last game, so yeah, I'm not. Sh- I would just run with him as a shot blocker, and I don't know if it lasts. Um, but the fact that Poku is still out, I think, helps him. Um, and what about you? Who who would you target there if you needed blocks?
1: Um, out of these guys, uh, it's probably. Well, I guess it would have been Jericho Sims, but I believe Mitch Robinson's on the verge of making a comeback, which will sap up all of his. Uh, usage
0: or his well, Mitch, time. Mitch Robinson played yesterday, um, yeah, and but got injured. So, uh, oh, Sims he's back. So, I don't know, I don't know if it's a serious thing, I don't know how long he's out, but I know he did get injured. They played all three centers yesterday, so um, yeah, it's a bit of a wait and see there, see what happens with, with Mitch Robinson. Yeah, well, let's put it this way if
1: Mitch is in, even if Jericho is still getting time it's more of a minute share so it wouldn't attract me as much i was just having a look through Baisley's stats and you're right he's been blocking the hell out of the ball mm. um, this season but for me it's it's almost certainly Jalen duran here i think he has been getting a decent clip when it comes to blocks and i think there's scope there for a lot of improvement so i think uh i think i'd be picking up duran in a in a vacuum uh, and then, yeah, I guess monitoring the Portland situation uh, to see what's going on with Nurk because Drew definitely has been, uh, Drew Eubanks that is, definitely been um, playing well in his stead. Um, JaVale, I think's only been really getting about 10 minutes a game. We all know that he can still block a shot or two in that time, but um, I don't think that trend uh, is great for him. Um, and yeah, I think if Zach Collins is back, he might be the number two guy on this list for me um he's been he's been um playing uh he's been blocking a fair few shots and pop seems to like him so um he'll be getting he'll be getting minutes which is the key to blocks with these guys
0: yeah, yeah. So look, I just looked up Mitch Robinson. So he uh, he only played thirteen minutes yesterday because of right knee soreness, and that's that's the knee that he he was out for for two weeks with that knee sprain. So it wouldn't. I mean, we know that he gets injured a lot, so it wouldn't wouldn't surprise me if he misses another game or two here, which which does help uh, Jericho Sims and Isaiah Hartenstein, who I haven't got on the list, um, but he he's another guy that could benefit there. Okay, looking at assists, not as many names on this list because they're just harder to find. Assists are a really tricky um, category to try and stream in, but I've got John Wall, TJ McConnell, Alex Caruso, Austin Reeves, Jose Alvarado, and Jordan McLaughlin. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sold on any of these guys. But uh, what about you? Have you got a? If you had to get assists, who who would be your preference?
1: I think I go for No Way Jose and um, Alex Caruso um, because you look at all these guys. Uh, maybe you can put John Wall to the side on this comment. Um, but you look at all these guys and, like, what are you talking like? Three, four, five assists per game. They're all capable of getting between zero and five on any given night. But then, you know, with Alex Caruso and Jose Alvarado, they're also going to give you some steals too. So, Um, when there is um, very little difference in the statistics to help you make a decision, that's kind of when you would start to look at uh, the peripheral stats to see if that can break the tiebreaker for you. I know TJ has historically been a great steals guy. Um, I don't think I've seen those coming through at the same clip um, as last season. And then putting, uh, as I put John Wall to the side, it's kind of because... Well, he can get used a decent amount of points as well uh but then he's kind of only playing you know not all the games so um just like with any of these guys when i'm you know quite unquote, streaming people i do try and you know pick up guys that uh that i might keep if they continue to play well um you know that they could kind of pan into 12 team relevant guys on a more consistent basis so that's kind of my my thought process
0: yeah, look, I think with Wall, I think if it was purely assists and nothing else, Wall might be my guy that I would go for. But he just hurts you in so many other areas. So uh, you, he would he would boost your assist numbers, but your turnovers would go down, your percentages would go down. Um, so I'd rather get someone, yeah, like a Caruso or an Alvarado, who they'll help you in in a couple of categories, but won't really destroy you um, in any one category either. Uh, And if we look over to steals, a bit of doubling up here as well. Uh, TJ McConnell again, Alex Caruso again, Jose Alvarado again. Uh, And then I've got Pat Connaughton, AJ Griffin, Caleb Martin, and Javon Carter. Uh, AJ Griffin, we'll talk about him shortly, so I won't worry about him. So that leaves Connaughton, Caleb Martin, and Javon Carter uh, as as your steal guys. Um, For me, it's probably it's probably Alvarado again, potentially uh, Caruso. His minutes are a little bit up and down. Um, Goran Dragic hurt his shoulder, but I think he's probable for tomorrow. So I think if he was out, Caruso might've been the guy I target there. Uh, Javon Carter has been really good for the bucks, but they're almost back to full strength. Now they're just waiting on Chris Middleton. Um, Ken still have some value as a streamer, but I think his role is just going to slowly reduce here. And Caleb Martin um, is, I don't know, he doesn't excite me at all. I know he can get one or two steals a game, but uh, he's just very boring. So for you, have you got a, a preference here?
1: Yeah, it's probably AJ. Um, Griffin for the um, for the commentary we'll provide later. Um, you know, he's cropped up in a couple of these other lists that we've already covered off. So uh, when someone can give me the stat that I'm after, but can also bolster um, other stats that I'm interested in, or even the stats that I'm not interested in, I think that's the kind of tiebreaker there. Uh, I haven't had Caleb Martin on any team ever, uh, but there's been quite a few times this season when I've looked at his, you know, stat lines and been like, oh, gee, this guy's like right, really, um, you know, he's he's putting up some good games, and then yeah, Carter. You know, like there's two ways to look at it. One, the way that you mentioned, which is uh, he's been performing well in the absence of other better players, which is kind of true. but then, Well, which is very true, I should say. But then I also think that there's a level of he's just stepped up as a player, hmm. um, you know, this season. So if that's the case, he might continue to um, carve out a bit more of a role even with, you know, Drew and, and whoever back. So, um, know, obviously Middleton's still out. So um yeah, out of this list, I'd probably go for AJ Griffin. Um, and then it's yeah, it's probably it's probably Caruso or Alvarado with the best track record of steals or potentially Carter for someone that might be more relevant as or continue to hold relevance as the season progresses.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's all that all makes sense. Uh we go on to ads and drops and just I mean, people are obviously listening or watching to this. It looks like Detroit are about to beat Denver. So there you go. Um, hmm. Kevin Knox going off, of course. Uh, so ads and drops. Look, I, I mean, I talked about a few of these guys on, uh, on the show on Sunday um, and, and they're still not really rostered in, in many leagues. So I just left them on here. So it's sort of a half, half split. I've got Jalen Williams, Norm Powell, Mo Bumba, Killian Hayes, John Conchar, Bruce Brown, Shake Milton, Tory Craig, and Bones Highland. Uh, look, for me, I mean, if I had to, if these guys were all available and I had to, and I, I wasn't really after specific categories and I, I just had to add one guy, it'd probably be, at, as of for right now, for at least the next week or two, I might lean John Conchar because I really like his fantasy game. Um, I don't think he has more than sort of two weeks value because once Desmond Bain is back, but I I think until that happens, uh, he was really good again today. Um, But they all bring something different to the table. Bones Highland played today, but only played, well, he's only played nine minutes and hasn't, um, hasn't come back on. And and I think he's dealing with an illness. So that's probably why. Uh, And Jamal Murray also returned today. So, that probably impacts him and Bruce Brown. Um, for you, have you? what about you here? I mean, are these all guys you would consider adding? Uh,
1: yes. Um, so, Jalen Williams, OKC, I've got him on half a dozen rosters and have had him on there almost since the start of the season. Uh, I think he's putting up borderline 12 team numbers uh, already, and I only see it improving from here um so yeah i if if you don't have him on your team i think he's worthy of a of a roster spot although he's kind of you know he's not putting up numbers that are better than probably the best guy on your wire just at the moment i think the upside potential is is huge um you know just imagine if uh if they do their old um you know their old uh, tanking trick again and Shay gets shut down or even if Shay gets injured, you know, I think he could end up being one of the primary playmakers. Uh, Killian Hayes is interesting with Cade um, Cunningham out. I actually have a league uh, today where I've got Kyrie still in the IR from the suspension. And uh, to activate him, I needed to drop a player and that player would have been Killian Hayes, but I decided not to. Um, And I kept Killian Hayes in the lineup, Uh, not because I thought that he would perform better than Kyrie today, but just because I figure there'll be another guy on my squad that'll get injured and then I won't, you know, I can put him in for Kyrie and I can keep Killian Hayes on my roster. His shooting is basically what lets him down. You know, he can go zero from nine uh, and really kill your field goal percentage, but he gets you assists, which are hard to come by. Um, And he has been playing a bit better um, recently. So I think he's worthy of an ad to see what happens, particularly with uh, a huge hole uh, in the Detroit lineup, um, you know, at point guard, which is his role, in which is his position. Uh, but potentially, like my favorite ad, given that I've already got Jalen Williams on a bunch of teams, is shape Milton. Um, I went through the night before last and last night, and I picked him up in probably two thirds of the leagues um, that I'm in. Um, I just think he's gonna provide great value with um, Harden and Maxie out. And as soon as either of them get back, you'll go back to doing nothing and then we can drop him. But um, I think you can expect double digit scoring. You can expect more than five assists. You can expect more than five rebounds, maybe a steal. Um, so of all those guys, they're, my, they're the ones that I'd be be looking at. Um, I do like John Concha too with, um, with uh, with our guy, um, uh, oh, I'm having a mental blank here. Desmond Bain. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, with Desi Bain and uh, with Jar Morant out. Got um, Morant
0: back today.
1: Oh, he's back today.
0: Morant played today, yeah. All right, well,
1: there you go. You can tell that I haven't looked at the, um, at the box score <laughs> this morning. Um, yeah, he
0: had uh, 34 points, <laughs> seven rebounds, six assists, two steals in 34 oh, minutes. Morant. So safe to say he's good to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, safe to say that. Well,
1: uh, still, even with Morant back, uh, I'd say Johnny Concha is going to continue to put up um, stats. He's good at rebounds. Um, his three-point shots, much improved. So uh, I think I think he would be an ad, but very much like a, a short-term ad. And for that reason, I think I'd prefer, a, you know, Jalen Williams, a Killian Hayes um, over the, over those two guys, uh, over, over John Concha, just because of their more kind of longer-term upside.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, That. Um, okay, I can see that now On to drops uh, So a few guys here That, I don't know, I mean They're not guys you have to drop But I I, I wouldn't be holding them I think I had one, two I had four of these guys I think uh, probably a week ago And I've dropped them all uh, Caleb Martin, Jalen Smith Marvin Bagley, Caris Lavert, Isaiah Hartenstein Ayo Sunmu, Harrison Barnes, Kevin Love, and Marcus Morris. Uh, yeah, as I said, so I had Jalen Smith. I've had Karis Lavert. I've had Kevin Love. I've had Marcus Morris. I've dropped them all in the last few days uh, to pick up, oh, I think, Conchar, I probably added, Shake Milton, similar guys to you. Um, I don't know. I yeah. just don't see.
1: Go on, mate. Sorry.
0: Oh, I was just saying. With a few of these guys, it's it's hard. Like someone like a Hartenstein, we were pretty high on him. He looked really good, and then Jericho Sims came into the rotation, and things just haven't gone to plan. I I do think he probably becomes a twelve-team guy again at some point throughout the season, but I just don't know if you can sit on him um, given what he's been doing the last I don't know week, two weeks. Uh, Kevin Love is playing, but he's injured. So I think he was borderline anyway. So um, Marcus Morris with Kawhi back, although Kawhi is now out tomorrow with a sprained ankle, supposedly. So maybe Marcus Morris is someone you do hold on to um, for a little bit longer. And then, yeah, these other guys, similar category, similar sort of story with them. Um, are you okay moving on from all of these guys or there's any that you would hold?
1: yeah well, actually you've got a basically a complete list of guys here that I haven't drafted in any league um, or had on any of my rosters. Um, I got Jalen Smith in a couple of um, of the draft only leagues. Um, yeah. so I mean of and then Kevin Love I have in a bunch of punt uh, in punt um, rebounds blocks, free throw percentage league oh, sorry. Uh, field goal percentage uh, blocks and uh, rebound leagues. He's handy to have at center, the center position, um, when you have that hard punt going along. So I do have him in a few leagues. Um, But I guess my only comments on this would be, what happened to Ayo Dusunmu? Because my early recollection of the season was um, he was uh, won the starting point guard position in um, the Bulls and he came out of the gates firing. So... Uh, what happened to him? And then the only other question I have is with Jalen Smith. Uh, I know that he was underwhelming for the first part of the season, but then he seemed to be coming on. I looked at a game the other day, he had 17 rebounds. Uh, but, yeah, with those two guys, what happened?
0: Uh, yeah, so Dasunmu, not a guy that I targeted really anywhere, and he was he was okay to start the season. I, I don't remember what his exact rank was, but he was, he was certainly doing enough to be rostered. Uh, but over the last two weeks, he's outside the top 200, um, and it's just odd. I, I think he's just settling into a a minor role with Zach Levine getting healthy, Alex Caruso getting healthy. Um, so he's he's shooting 50 55% from the field over the last two weeks, but only scoring eight points. So he's just not getting shots. Uh, 2.6 assists, 2.2 2 rebounds. 0.8 steals, 0.23s. He's he's out there, he's playing, but he's just not putting up numbers. Um if I look at his game log, uh yeah, he hasn't scored more than more than 15 points this month. Um doesn't have more than 4 assists in any game, has a total of 4 steals. Uh so yeah, the minutes are there. The production is just not there. So I don't think the upside is high enough to warrant holding. Uh, and, yeah, Jalen Smith has had a few good games. You're right. He did have that uh, 17 rebound game maybe a week ago. Uh, just bringing up his numbers here. So, outside again, outside the top 200 over the last two weeks, 10 and 7, um, 0.8 blocks, under 40 percent from the field 70 percent from the line so outside of that one game where he had 18 rebounds um, he hasn't got more than seven rebounds for almost two weeks doesn't really get steals hasn't got many blocks shooting the ball poorly which from your power forward or center position you generally don't want someone who who doesn't hit their sort of hit their baskets at a an efficient rate so for me, I just again I don't think the upside is there, barring a trade of Miles Turner at some point. But we've been talking about a trade for four years for Miles Turner, and it just never seems to happen. So I think if you're holding him, same with Isaiah Jackson, if you're holding either of those guys in the hope that Turner gets traded, I'm not sure it happens because I just saw a something popped up somewhere that the paces are. One and three without Miles Turner, and nine and three with Miles Turner. So they're competitive. I think they're they're a chance to make the playoffs if they if they push hard. So it really depends on the direction they decide to go. But if they're going to push to try and get into the playoffs, I don't see why they would trade Miles Turner. Yeah. Um, all right. So these are your guys. This is your list that you gave me before we jumped on. Um, we'll get through these, and then we'll just touch on trades before we head out. Uh, a few long-term names that that you think could have value down the track, but I mean, can have value now as well. Uh, Tari yeah. Eason, Yuda Watanabe, Dennis Smith Jr., AJ Griffin, Josh Green, and Patrick Williams. Uh, so why don't I mean? Some of these are sort of a bit more obvious than others. Um, but why don't you sort of talk a little bit about these guys and and why you think their role could increase. Right, okay, thank you. So
1: um I'll start with I'll start with you, to Watanabe. Um I like many others most likely kind of dismissed him, you know, from when he was a rookie all the way until recently, um didn't really have like yeah, wasn't really getting consistent minutes anywhere. Um, didn't really have a shot that was falling consistently. But I think he's been uh, very much a revelation uh, in Brooklyn and been a big part of their more recent successes, which I guess hasn't been overwhelming. Um, But he seems to have just figured out his jump shot and he's nailing threes at a really high clip. So he's always been a pretty decent defender. He's got good size and uh, he can lock guys down. Uh, But, yeah, that three-point shot has really come around. Uh, and I think that's exactly what the what the Nets need, which is an odd thing to say because they one of the teams with the most shooting in the league. You know, you've got Seth Curry, you've got um, uh, you, you know you've got a you've got a variety of guys on that team that are really kind of um, are good shooters, um, but they're, they're not necessarily uh, taking the the volume of shots that need to be taken. Um, they're not getting in the right position. And Joe Harris is the other guy I was trying to think of. Uh, and they're not necessarily defending at that high level, whereas Yuta seems to be doing it all at the moment, and he's shooting uh, at his threes at an insane volume at the moment. I think um, I think I heard a stat last night that he's only missed one corner three on the season. Um, so I think, yeah, certainly for three-point streaming, but just generally speaking, he's getting a decent amount of points and, and so on. So... Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him on a lot of 12-10 rosters moving forward. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. has obviously been a revelation this season on the Hornets. His defense uh, has really ratcheted up. Uh, It's almost like he's stopped focusing on being the offensive um, focus of, uh, of, of the team, and he's really kind of putting that energy into defense. And he's been playing really well, and I'm quite sure that he's a top 50, top 60 guy uh, on the season, um, on a per game uh, basis, um, I picked him up quite a few different places um, earlier on in the season. I've got excellent value from him uh, with uh, with bowl being out. Um, I actually dropped him in one or two places um, recently. Uh, in fact, for Shake Milton, as I was alluding to before, um, in some cases, uh, but Lonzo, uh, not Lonzo, Lamelo's. Out again. He's got the ankle issue again. So even with Rose back, Dennis Smith Jr. will be getting consistent minutes as long as um, Lamelo's out. Uh, expect him to continue putting up those fantastic defensive stats. Um, and uh, I don't know. At this point, Lamelo's ankle's feeling a little bit dodgy. Could be one of those situations where he's kind of on again, off again, and mostly off again uh, for an extended period, which is a worry. Um, AJ Griffin just looks good on the court. I mean, particularly as a rookie, particularly on that, um, on that Hawks team, which, I mean, they don't have a track record of giving rookies good minutes. Like you've got, uh, you've had various rookies uh, like Jalen Johnson that's been on that, you know, that was on that team all of last year and barely gets a look in uh, at the moment. Whereas AJ has kind of like muscled his way onto the team. He even got a start the other day. Um, He's got a fantastic athletic profile. um, And as he kind of settles, like finds his NBA feet, I just could see him really popping off and uh, being a very productive fantasy player. Um, Josh Green has been showing a lot this season, um, mostly on the defensive end. It doesn't necessarily translate into a lot of steals, but he's a really good shooter. Um, His shooting percentage was kind of, at around 80% across his first five or six games. It was really very high. And then just in his last game, I believe he had around a 23-point game, which was basically a breakout for him. I don't think he's had such a high-scoring game in the past. So with his defensive chops, his ability to shoot very well and very efficiently, and um, it just seems like Jason Kidd's starting to trust him a lot more now. Uh, and I think that bodes well for him. So if he's kind of scoring high teens uh, points every game and starting to get, you know, a, a couple of steals, maybe a block, and giving you really fantastic shooting percentages, he could become hyper relevant. Um, and then the last two guys are a bit more obvious. You've got Tari Eason, who I think we've all got high hopes for. Um, he's had a couple of games recently where he's got a bit of an extended run and put some additional points on the board along with his um, defensive stats. Um, So I think we're all expecting him to have a big second half of the season. So you might want to consider, if you're in a good position, kind of getting in a bit early and maybe getting him onto your roster now instead of um, kind of waiting for him to really start popping and then it might be too late. And then Pat Williams, uh, he's kind of been really disappointing um, across his first two seasons, although he had... Uh, a portion toward the end of last season, where he really kind of was was showing a lot. Um, I still think you know he's very young. He was the youngest guy in his draft class, and he's actually much younger than many of the guys in this draft class. I still think he has the ability to kind of um, uh, shoot up fantasy rankings, particularly because he can give you defensive stats like blocks and um, uh, and steals in addition to some scoring. Um, so yeah, they're the they're the guys that I kind of monitoring quite closely, and in some cases, adding to my rosters if I'm if I'm doing well in the standings. Um, what what are your thoughts, mate?
0: Yeah, look, I I can see what what is an interesting one. I think we've seen sort of flashes from him throughout his career where he'll have a couple of games of 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 nice value, and he's he's obviously an efficient scorer. I think he's leading the league in three point shooting this season. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess with with Kyrie back, it, it's where do the minutes come from? But they seem to like him and, and he, he does um, definitely bring something to the floor when he's out there. So so I don't mind him. Um, and AJ Griffin is the other one that sort of stands out for me there. I think, I mean, in line with what you said, he's looked really good the last two, three games. Um I mean, ideally, they just play him over DeAndre Hunter. That's not going to happen. Uh, we would love to see that from a fantasy perspective because DeAndre Hunter does basically nothing when he's on the floor f- in terms of fantasy production. Uh, but he, I mean, to his credit, he does—he is a good defender. It just doesn't translate um, well into fantasy numbers. So, um, yeah, look, I, I can see all of these guys. Um, Having value at some point, Josh Green, another one. Uh, Dallas seemed to be gravitating towards giving him more minutes on a nightly basis, which I, I like. Um, so, no, some some good uh, good insight there on, on those guys. And then, look, before we head out, we'll just ch- touch on some trades. So I'm, I didn't list them, but you said you've got obviously got access to a lot of leagues, uh, and we, you're just sort of going to throw a few trades out and we'll... We'll talk about them and just see, get some thoughts on who we think wins the trade, or, or if if there is a winner in the trade because there isn't always a winner.
1: Yeah, well, let me um, let me give you some of the trades that have taken place across all of the FBI leagues over the last week or two, and then see what you think. Uh, I'd be particularly interested to know which side of the trade you would take and why. Um, all right, so we've got the FBI. Um, Ottawa division. Um, and uh, I could, I will try and tell you guys what type of leagues these are uh, as we go along uh, as well. Um, so this particular, uh, this particular is just a nine cat head to head. So oh, it's just gone away here. A nine cat head to head. So just your standard leagues. We've got uh, Team Ginobili trading away Keegan Murray and Chris Paul for Derek White and Larry Nance. So, do you take the Derek White, Larry Nance side of that, or do you prefer the Keegan Murray, Chris Paul side of that? And should I approve it as the <laughs> Uh
0: Well, I mean, look, I. We we briefly touched on this before we came on. Um I think I mean the obvious answer is is the Chris Paul Keegan Murray side. That obviously that in terms of pure talent, that is the, the winning side of this trade. Um but Keegan Murray's look pretty bad. Uh he was bad again today. Um he he'll be better, we we know that. But he hasn't he hasn't sort of blown up, I think, like probably managers would have hoped. Chris Paul has basically been injured for, well, not the whole season, but two weeks. Um, and prior to that, he wasn't playing probably to the level that we had hoped, uh, at least not offensively. Derek White has had a really good run. Uh, he wasn't good yesterday, but prior to that, he had been really good. Uh, and and Larry Nance has stepped into a larger role for the Pelicans and, and looks looks good and i think they're going to keep him on the floor alongside zion so i think if the team trading away chris paul and keegan murray need production now then it, it does make sense in in some re- respect although i reckon who who proposed this trade can you, can uh, you see yeah it? i
1: can uh, i can find that out
0: uh transaction
1: history trades uh, no I don't think it tells me who proposed it unfortunately because uh, if this was
0: this may have been proposed before yesterday's game um, I don't know how long they sit there but if it was proposed before the game yesterday in which Derek white basically did nothing by the Derek white side they may have may have uh, yeah well the, the person getting Derek White might change their mind quite quickly after yesterday because he they had Brogdon back, they had Smart back, uh, and and Derek White only played about 17 minutes, I think. So, um, yeah, look, I, I mean, in a vacuum, I go Chris Paul, Keegan Murray.
1: Yeah, I, I fell for uh, when Derek White had that 28-point game earlier in the season. Yeah, I burned my top waiver priority to get him. Um. And then a week or two later, Jaden Ivey got dropped. And then, of course, I didn't get him because I didn't have the top waiver priority anymore. So Derek White completely burned me. But actually, when I look at that trade, I think it was Larry Nance that was the centerpiece of the, the White slash Nance side of things. He's been playing really well. Um, and he seems to be kind of winning more and more minutes off um, Jonas Valanciunas. So uh, Nance certainly a guy that I've picked up uh, earlier in the season in quite a few leagues and I've been liking uh, the production he's been given to me so far. And I also think, I mean, the other comment there would be maybe this other bloke thinks that um, Chris Paul, the Chris Paul heel injury is more significant than it seems at the moment and doesn't trust him to, to come back. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah um all right so moving on to another league it's a roto league it's uh vladivostok division fbi vladivostok division so we've got um we've got side one is Hillsfar. he's trading away cj McCollum, and then he's trading cj to the slovenian deja, deja vu uh, and that's uh he's sending back spencer dinwiddie and clay thompson so do you take the Spencer Clay side, or do you take the CJ side?
0: Uh, is it just a 12-team league?
1: 12-team, roto, yep.
0: I'd probably hmm. – I don't know. That's a hard one. I think McCollum is clearly the best player there in that – In that deal. Um,
1: Historically, I think he is, but I'm not sure if he's been performing better than Spencer on the season
0: uh, today. Yeah. I know Spencer's been good, but he he does still hurt. Yes. And Dinwiddie's only top 100 for the season. Um, McCollum's top 60. Clay Thompson, I don't know. He's like 120 or something. 125. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I might take... I might take McCollum there just, I'm just not super high on clay this year. And I think Tim has been good, but I think it's about as good as he can be. I don't think he can be any better than he's been. Uh, so I might slightly lead McCollum there uh, in a Roto League. What about you?
1: Um, I would lean McCollum too, just because Spencer seems tends to have kind of hot and cold spurts and he seems to have been on a hot one. And CJ, um, you know, um, dissimilarly uh, has kind of been a bit cold. Like um, he's been getting a lot of assists, but his shot hasn't been falling. So I think there's a lot of room for him to move up or get better. Whereas with Spencer, I think it goes downhill. And then Clay, I just think he's a bit washed. And, yeah, he gets you some threes and some points. It's not really putting up the defensive stats anymore. And, you know, you clear up a roster spot as the guy getting CJ and who you're getting off the wire. Probably if you're streaming someone, it's, you know, you're using that spot as a streaming spot. You're probably going to get just as much, if not more value than you would for Clay. So yeah, I go for the CJ side. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got three trades in head to head in this head to head Dubrovnik division, which I think is like a high, um, a high buy in league. Three trades in the last three days. So, how about we do this one quick fire and you just tell me which side you would take uh, without going too much into the whys? Spencer Dinwiddie for Ivica Zubak.
0: Ooh, Dinwiddie. All
1: right. Next one RJ Barrett or Jaden McDaniels.
0: Ooh. That run really comes down to what you need. If you need points, it's clearly Barrett. If you need defence, it's clearly McDaniels.
1: Gotcha. And then there was one more, uh, which was Sengun uh, and Grant Williams for Giddy and Wood.
0: Ooh, Uh, What was it? Sengun and Giddy?
1: Yeah, uh, Shep Goon and Grant Williams. Oh, and Wood. Like, I'll take the Giddy and Wood side there, easy.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think so. Uh, yeah, I-, I think I'd probably go that way as well.
1: All yeah. right. Have we got time for Have we got time for any more of these?
0: Uh, we can probably do another one, and then I'll then I've got to go to another meeting.
1: All right. No worries. Uh, where are we here? Give me uh, Give me an executed trade, please. Uh, notifications. Uh, trade, uh, all right, here we go. Trade accepted Seattle division head to head, All right, transaction history. All right. What do we got here? All right. Uh, we got, we got one trade here. All right. This is an interesting one. And I think your answer is going to be the same. Depends what you need, but, uh, uh, Luhinko double uh, seven, double seven, double seven, is trading away Devon Vassell. And he is receiving from Rock's team, Zion Williamson.
0: Oh, I'd go Zion. I just love Zion. Um, but I think, oh, yeah, I mean, it does come down to what you need a little bit. Um Vassell has looked good. I mean, we, we hyped him up and he, he started a little bit slow. I remember he was dropped in a couple of my leagues and I managed to snap him up pretty quickly. Uh Yeah, I'd go Zion, I think just because of the upside, but Vassell is probably a little safer in terms of he doesn't hurt you anywhere, whereas Zion can can really hurt your field goal percentage and three-pointers, sorry, free throw percentage and and three-pointers. So I would go Zion for the upside, but I could make a case for, for Vassell as well, I think.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 tend to agree fully with you on that one too. So I guess that'll do it for uh trade talk today.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that was good. Um, it's, it's nice to have someone else to talk to. Um, yeah. yeah. Look, I will, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully do one of these a week um, depending on work commitments, but I think we're good for a Wednesday afternoon. Uh, anything you want to sort of, mention about what we're doing, what FBI, what's happening. It's, it's business as usual, but uh, anything that I'm not aware of?
1: Um, well, uh, just mention briefly that uh, the World Cup, the, the first round of the World Cup is 11 periods long. Uh, and I do believe that we are around halfway or just about over halfway through um there'll be a three round finals and then we'll move into stage two uh where the winners of the 24 divisions are, um, are redrafting uh and then the other thing that I'll mention is that uh we're also planning a mid-season tournament so um it'll be a completely fresh slate um kind of like the World Cup um but obviously a bit a bit smaller a bit um sharper um, more of a knockout tournament um, than anything else. Um, so we'll launch that um, probably around Christmas, just after Christmas when the World Cup uh, playoffs are kind of, um, when, we're, when we're in the middle of the World Cup playoffs. So, you know, the, the bulk of people that kind of exit from the World Cup, um, you know, will be able to replace it with this uh, mid-season tournament. So uh, should have a nice prize um, up for grabs there.
0: Okay, exciting. Well, that'll be good. I'll I'll probably jump in that then. Um, So that will do it. As I said, I've got to head to another meeting. Um, Remember, check out all all of the information. um, Over, Follow us on Twitter. Follow B-Dub. Follow me. Jump over to the website, fbibasketball.com. Follow this podcast. We're pretty much everywhere now. Spotify, Google, Apple. um, And give the video a thumbs up. Subscribe uh, if you would like to. That would be really good. And until next time, catch you later.
1: You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.